if the Big Ten is going to expand, who do I think should join? What is realistic and beneficial for the conference? We're going to be talking about that all week, and we're kicking it off today with the number one school. Coming up today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Gophers with you each and every day. Please head on over to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, and then let me know what players you want to hear from this off season. I'm reaching out. I'm trying to make those connections and bring them here on the pod for you, the listener. So keep listening each and every day, but be sure to drop down in the comments who you want to hear from. I've heard Justin Wally as a suggestion, and we are going to be reaching out to him here shortly. I'm just, I'm looking forward to it all. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Pods, iTunes, make sure to look for Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, just a heads up before we dive right in, I will not have a Monday episode coming next week for you. I'm getting married and I'm going to have that day off coming out of the marriage, out of the reception and everything like that. So I hope you can bear with me and have a day off before we jump right back into it. But I just want to give you a heads up so you're not caught off guard. Now, today, like I said, we're going to be talking about what teams I believe should be joining if we're going to expand, if we're going to bring the Big Ten Conference, another two teams to the conference, what teams do I think are viable options? I would actually be happy with any of these five options. Five top options. I'll introduce them all today, but then we're going to break it down in detail, and I'm only going to talk about one of those schools today. But before we get to that, we're talking Minnesota basketball non-conference games that are officially confirmed thus far. First, we kick it off on December 11th versus Mississippi State. We played Mississippi State last season. They finished 18 and 16 over the course of their season last year, which was a uh, not a shabby record overall. Not the greatest within their conference, but they're right above 500. So you can't get too mad at that, especially on a program that is developing. Now, this will be the second game in a back-to-back series. We played them last year at their stadium. Now, this year, they'll come to the barn and take us on, and we beat them last year. They're looking for revenge. We're looking to close out that series with two dubs. And, I mean, overall, I think the thing is that they have key players returning, so they should still be a competitive threat, but they also have a new coach in Chris Jans who coached at New Mexico State last year, got into the tournament last year. I believe he was in the play-in game. 
And so he'll be taking on Mississippi State as his new coaching opportunity. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this season. It could be a competitive game. could be a game that looks good on our, our resume if we get the dub. So not a bad one to have on there. Now, 12-22, December 22nd, that'll be another one locked in there against Chicago State. Now, this is more of a pat yourself on the back, get into the flow of things, run the offense, work out the kinks sort of game. Now, Chicago State has been one of the worst Division I basketball programs in the nation over the past three seasons. Last year, I believe they had four wins. The COVID year prior to shutdown, they hadn't won a game. And then the year prior to that, I believe they had three wins. So we're talking about under 10 wins in three seasons. Not a good program. Definitely a program that you play to smooth out the kinks, to get a feel, to get the chemistry going, get the gel flowing. That'll be great with these guys like Jameson Battle, Dawson Garcia, hopefully with a waiver clearance, Parker Fox. The true freshman, it'll be great opportunity for them, as well as Talon Cooper coming to town and Torres Samuels getting acclimated as well. Another game we have locked in there is 12-29, December 29th against Alcorn State. Now, they had won their conference last year. Their non-conference games, they went 3-13 last season. We were supposed to play them last season, and unfortunately, the game was canceled due to covid that being said, they went on and finished the season 14-4 and four within their conference games and conference play. They got into the NIT tournament. I believe they lost their conference tournament championship game. They, being a conference, at least regular season champion, they allow themselves to look better on resumes and to look respectable, which is also helpful, but... You know, overall, it'll be similar to Chicago State where we're really kicking the tires on developing the offense, working the chemistry together. It should be a game that we should bring home a W. Now, speaking of bringing home a W, the next game as well that is at least confirmed, no date set in stone quite yet, is against St. Francis in New York. They haven't been a relatively winning program over the last few years. Lower conference, as we know. Likely, it'll be a game that we should really walk out with a win. And all of these sound like relatively easier wins, maybe not high caliber games, but it's the perfect way to start our season, get gelling, get forming, just like last season. Now, you could say, what last season? Yeah, it was the same, and we started 10-1, and and then we absolutely just fell on our faces after that once we hit Big Ten play. And you wouldn't be wrong. That being said, we lost a handful of games, highly competitive Big Ten games in that chunk. And on top of that, the talent on the team last year is nothing compared to what it will be this season. So if we can develop and gel that same way, build the confidence that same way, I am more than confident that we'll come out on top of a lot of those closer games that we lost to Wisconsin, that we lost to Michigan State, that we lost to Iowa and schools like that. The closer games that we ended up dropping, I think we can walk out with wins in a lot of those situations. It's about building up our confidence and building up the chemistry, the flow, 
the understanding of the offense, the gelling of the true freshmen. So this schedule opening-wise on the non-conference confirmed games, it's beneficial to us. Now, that being said, there are two other things that are likely confirmed. The ACC Big Ten Challenge that has been running for quite a while now. Likely the Gophers will play that at the barn this year as they were on the road last year. And it's possible, just looking at how the ACC standings finished out last year and looking at how we finished out, it's possible we likely take possibly take on Georgia Tech or North Carolina State, who are both lower in the ACC standings. And they hosted games last year, so they could likely be on the road this upcoming season. Another school that could be in that game is Boston College, who didn't do a Big Ten ACC challenge last year. All of those are winnable games. All of those are games that could maybe look better on our resume. And it really just helps build up the status for us. Um, then we got uh, versus one Big East team as well. It's kind of more of another challenge type. Teams similar to us in stature include Butler and DePaul at this moment in time. Butler, I believe, having a new coach as well. So... The name Butler and getting a win against Butler sounds nice, it sounds good, and it sounds promising. So, again, right in that that doghouse, that wheelhouse of developing the chemistry, and that's what this non-conference is all about. Now, if you ask me, I believe they'll add a couple more games to this non-conference schedule, of course, and I think a lot of them will be more easy wins to really build up the confidence. Maybe a couple games that are... <clears throat> expected wins but maybe a little more challenging but I think that they'll maybe add at least one high level opponent later in the non-conference schedule maybe middle to later in the non-conference to test the roster out heading into Big Ten play how do we handle pressure how do we handle being down at at some points how do we handle being off off of our game off of our shots not being efficient they're gonna try to see how we can pick ourselves up when we're in troublesome situations. So you have to have at least a higher caliber. Now, when I say higher, higher caliber, I'm not talking about your Dukes. I'm not talking about your Kentuckys. I'm not talking about your Kansases. But I'm talking about a team that is likely going to be in a major conference as well as likely going to be a team that could threaten to be in the tournament. So... That's something to look out for. That is the non-conference schedule confirmed thus far for the Gophers basketball team. And now we're going to dive into if the Big Ten expands, what are those five teams that I would want be perfectly acceptable joining the conference? That's what we're going to dive into next. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. See, Bet Online is your go-to source for sports wagering information. Not only that, but they've recently released the regular season wins over unders for college football, and Minnesota's on there. Minnesota is officially on there. Their their official over under is seven and a half wins. That is what it's at. That's the line for us, folks. Seven and a half wins. Now, if you told me it was six and a half, I'm absolutely smashing the over. Seven and a half, so one more game. I'm still taking the over. I don't think there's a world, barring injury, that we're not going to win more than seven games. 
I think that we're going to be right up there at the top of this division. Now, call me call me biased, call me a homer, but we have so much talent returning. In fact, 69% of our production on the Gopher football team is returning next season. That's the 44th team in the nation returning the most amount of production. It's tied for 43rd. So... We have a ton of production coming back. We have an OC coming back. And you don't have to hear me talk about all this. You know it. I've told you this. We've discussed it. So seven and a half wins. I'll take the over. I'm right there for it, folks. But you can check that out and check out the rest of our conference as well over at Bet Online. So head on over there today to see the latest trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> Now, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Golden Gophers one of your first listens, your go-to when it comes to daily Gophers sports. We're going to dive right into this. If the Big Ten were adding two teams, what do I think is most likely more realistic? Now, maybe not the most likely, but realistic options that I would be absolutely okay with, happy with, and why. So my favorites, personally, this is just me, and you can hate it, you can love it, whatever you want. Feel free to drop that down in the comments and let me know your thoughts about these. But we're going to be diving into the details for the next three days on all of these teams. Now, the my here's, here's my favorites, in order. In order. My number one is Notre Dame. Now, obviously, they bring football, they bring success in men's basketball, women's basketball, solid hockey program. My number two is Kansas. Again, basketball galore. Absolutely, basketball alone would be a major contribution to our conference and the cash influx that it would bring. Number three is Iowa State. Both their football and basketball programs, I believe will bring value, especially holding on to Coach Matt Campbell. Now, number four for me is Oklahoma State. Great value in football, have had spurts in basketball, have had some top-tier talent guys come out in basketball, and I think that they're up, I mean, football-wise, they're contenders all day. Gundy is killing it out there with them. They're high-tier caliber teams. They're not up there with your Ohio States, your Clemsons, but they're right below that. They're right there and they're absolutely competitive. And my number five is Virginia for the value in both men's basketball and the growing value in football. Now, you might be asking, why not Oregon? Why not USC? Why not Washington? Why not? Here's the deal. They're so far west I just don't see them as realistic options being across the country. And here's why. Because, one, the travel schedules. Unfortunately, traveling back and forth from West Coast to the Central, West Coast to the Central, West Coast to the Central for football, for basketball, for volleyball, for other sports. It's going to be seen as a disadvantage. Someone's going to complain. Someone's going to say, well, we're putting the most miles on and blah, blah, blah. That's just one reason. On top of that, you're going to be adding expenses. People are going to say it's too much of an expense. We're traveling all the time. There's more money in traveling than there ever has been. And so those are just two of the reasons. 
or there will be some sort of other excuse. So I just don't see Oregon. I don't see USC. I don't see Washington or any of those Pac-12 schools way over there, way out there. I don't see them as viable options. Maybe something closer like Colorado, but do we want a Colorado over some of the other options we could have? No, absolutely not in my opinion. So I just don't see it as viable. And so that's why I won't include those schools in this list at this time. Now, one other thing I want to stress with these teams, because I know people are going to say Iowa State can't because they're not in an AAU program or school. They're not an AAU school, so they can't. Why are we saying that? Do we officially have that news? Do we officially have that stamped somewhere in writing that no AAU program can, or no team that is no longer an AAU school can not be in the Big Ten Conference? Because people are continuing to spread that and continuing to, it's catching on like wildfire. People are continuing to talk about it. But where is this coming from? If you have the information, please send it my way at Locked On LO Golden Gophers Twitter account. Because why can't we, especially when Nebraska isn't an AAU school and they're in the Big Ten? So I just want to know where it's coming from. Right now, I am of note that we can make it happen. And if they couldn't make it happen, I am sure that the schools would at least consider rejoining. I don't know what the timeline is, what the cycle is on being able to join that. Can you join it right away? Do you have to wait a certain amount of time after pulling out? Those are all things to look into. But Nebraska is not an AAU school. So I just don't see where that is coming from, that you can't be in the Big Ten if you're not an AAU school. Interesting of note, definitely something to keep in mind on the forefront. But let's dive into our first school and that is Notre Dame. Now, I'm just going to briefly touch on this school and why I believe it's my number one school of what I would like to be in the Big Ten. I'm sure it's many others out there as well. Location-wise, it's it's right here in Big Ten country. It's right there. I mean, you can't ask for a better program to already fit your geolocation and have history with some of the teams with it. I mean, it's right here. It's right here and it's perfectly built for the Big Ten. Now on top of that, you look at the women's basketball program. This program has been on the rise this past season. They lost by three points in the Sweet 16 to the number one seed. They were a top seeded team in the tournament for women's basketball. They had a 24 and nine record on the season and they're in general the women's basketball in college and in the WNBA is continuing to grow and continuing to gain popularity so having a successful women's basketball program would be phenomenal to have now then you flip to the men's basketball side of things as well they were 24 and 11 this past season which was successful and a quiet success in my opinion you didn't hear a ton about the Notre Dame basketball team this year but they were successful they won two tournament games including a play-in they lost in round two to Texas Tech they won over 20 games in six of the last eight seasons including a 32 and six season again I'm going to say 20 over 20 games in six out of the last eight seasons as a basketball program 
That's success at its finest right there, including having an ACC tournament win and a 32-6 and finish in those last eight seasons, having one season of that top, top caliber. Notre Dame can do it, folks. Notre Dame is good at basketball, both men's and women's. They put on, they, they're consistent, and I think that they would be able to play in the Big Ten and have success and be a team that helps our conference. Now, let's look at hockey, which doesn't get brought up enough, but for hockey, they're already in the Big Ten, folks. They're already a part of the Big Ten and just another relationship of why they should join it with the other sports. They're already a member. They've won the conference championship tournament twice in 2018 and 2019, and their current coach has a 61% winning percentage having coached since 2005. It's consistent. It's their winning program. They're right up there. I mean, these sports across the board are successful at Notre Dame. They would bring us recognition at every major sport. They're a private school. They have the funding. They have the income. It's They would be a perfect fit. And of course, I'm going to end this on football. Now, obviously, this would be the number one appeal for adding Notre Dame to the Big Ten Conference. And it also is probably the reason why they're not in it at the moment is the football team, the football program, because they want to hold on to their independent status. So what will it take for us to try to sway them out of that and join the Big Ten? I don't know. Is that a monetary figure? Is that a promise at what you name it i mean i don't know what that is but if there is some leeway some wiggle room some opportunity for us to get them in the big 10 i would jump at that i would do what it takes because across the board they would help our conference but then you look at football and they're a top tier program that is consistently up there with your bamas with your georgias with your ohio states with your clemsons Notre Dame, Notre Dame football, not just a historic team like Indiana where you have the history but you haven't had success in years, Notre Dame, you know what, sorry for dissing you Indiana, I should have said Nebraska, Nebraska who has all this historied franchise and all the success from years way back when none of us were alive or we were wee babies, some of us. I exaggerate a little, but still, not very relevant in the recent times. You look at Notre Dame, very relevant way back, just was in a college football playoff within the past two seasons. We're on the verge of one this year, barring their head coach drama and everything. Like, they're right there. They would bring that top-notch, high-caliber and the historical traditions, and some of the rivalries. I mean, it's hard to find a negative when it comes to adding Notre Dame. The only negative is that they want to remain independent, so how do we switch that? Now, they ha- they've had college football playoff entries, and they raise the bar and the quality of our conference, and that is the, it, from the jump, from immediately from the get-go, you add Notre Dame to the Big Ten West, 
all of a sudden you're like, okay, both the East and the West have a top, top, top tier team, and then they have high caliber teams right underneath it as well. You can't go wrong with that. They would be an ultimate ad, and that is my number one team now. That's going to do it for us on today's episode. But this week, we're talking about those other four. We're talking about Kansas. We're talking about Iowa State. We're talking about Oklahoma State. We're talking about Virginia. I hope you'll tune in. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. This is the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. I really appreciate you tuning into the show each and every day. This is the show where we always continue to row. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kane Rob signing out. Have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow.